hello everybody. Welcome to 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back. I am Connor Lestoka uh, from the ninth month of winter in Vermont. I am uh, talking to you uh, today with Mike Nelson, my co-host, who is, I think, uh, in the 11th month of winter in, in Minneapolis after a well-deserved vacation to a warmer warmer climate. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's suicide watch time here for every Minnesotan. Um <laughs> They're not uh, allowing you to buy rope at the store anymore without a signature from a doctor. Um, yeah, it's it's a rough time. But you you have it a little easier there. We are still sub-zero. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, it is stunning to me. Like, you know, I would have never never banked on that moving here. I would have assumed they were pretty much the same climate. But yeah, Vermont does, does have it easier. I mean, you've got more stuff there. You know, you've got you've got more stuff to do uh, in the sub-zero temperature, but we, we definitely have the climate better. Yeah, I've been uh, keeping an eye on that, uh, you know, pretty much weekly going. I, I was looking forward to a little schadenfreude of you getting your butt kicked out there and you've been beating me every winter. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it, but I don't like it. I don't right. like it at all. Well, uh, something that can keep us it can keep us sane, but you know, I don't know. Might 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 add to that. Uh, might add to that rope. Do not buy from list uh, is this podcast where we've been reading uh, books that we don't expect to like. Uh, we just finished up a delightful one, which was uh, the certified public accountant and the cremated sixty four squares statements. That might be the closest I've got to getting it right. I'm not gonna not gonna bank. Oh, on I don't that. think I've ever even attempted it. Right. This is my uh, trying to say Ogden to you. I don't <laughs> think I could pull it off if I. I guess if I rehearsed and maybe had a coach or something. But yeah, no, I can't. I just sixty four square is all I can get. Yeah, that's all you need. But yeah, that was a, a delightful romp. I feel like it. You know, it clocked in. You know, just just long enough, and it provided some delightful uh, fodder for everybody. People are are still continuing to to read the other books in the series, um, which is which is really amazing. People have, have found some. It doesn't get any better, and it, in many ways, it seems to get worse. So, if you want to, if you want, if you have a Kindle Unlimited membership and want to want to dive into that, it's been. It looks like you 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 won't go wrong if you enjoyed what we just experienced. But the time has come to move on to something else, and uh, boy, we, we've picked a book. And we have. Yep. <laughs> it's one. So. The way that I I saw that the the, you know, the, the this has developed, we started off. We we did um, Ernest Klein's two books, two books that sold millions of copies and made the man uh, a, a rich rich man. And then we did the the Eye of Argon, which was written by a sixteen year old uh, four decades ago, um, who never really made much of an impact during his life. Uh, yeah, and then, speaking of that, I was thinking of that book as we were, you know thinking about introducing this and to open the show, I was going to call you a slut. And then I realized <laughs> people might not remember that far back. <laughs> one of, uh, one of Jim Tice's delightful turns of phrase was that he would have guys call other guys slut. It was very <laughs> nice. Uh, one of his idiosyncrasies. So if you haven't uh, go back and listen to those, it's short and delightful. Yeah. And uh, evidently there's a, a, a new, a new book out, uh, that is a person who has who has um, th this is something people do where they they retell 
a a book like you'll you'll retell Moby Dick from you know some minor character's perspective type of thing. He's gone back into the Argon verse and is sort of doing that. He's reexamining it because he 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 seemed to think there was the bones of something potentially good there. So he's he's taking a dive into it. I, we link to it on the uh, Twitter account. So if you are <laughs> if you need more Eic dogs and uh, male sluts and disemboweled rodents in your life, that could be uh, that could be the fix you're needing. Is this, uh, do you know, is this person a, an actual author or is this uh, just a person thinking that they could dive into the universe? I think they, I, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I did my, I clicked on it and, uh, it went in one area and out the other, but, um, I think it was just, you know, maybe like a, a fantasy fan who's, uh, you know, in many ways the same as Tice was. So. Okay, well, maybe we can return to that world. Who knows? Right. But then we did uh, Tech War, which you know no one really asked, but you suggested, and it was ended up being a, a great fit. And uh, we did uh, Sixty Four Squares, which some people in the beginning were like, "This seems like maybe you're maybe you're you know picking on this guy," but everyone ended up liking it, and I'm sure the guy got a, a bigger paycheck from Amazon this past month than he ever has in his life. And I think we all had fun with that one. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, uh, you know fun to read, but variable towards the end. Which, so the length was was pretty good. <laughs> get in, get out. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but this one, I, I don't think anyone is going to agree that this is far from punching down. This is a this is an author who who even maybe more so than Klein is someone that you can you can say whatever you want about, and it should be like water off a duck's back. Because this is a this is a guy who's been in the spotlight for you know his entire life, and uh, has has been known to rub some people the wrong way. I would say he's a polarizing yeah. figure. He's a polarizing figure. The book that we have chosen is polarizing. Uh, he's lived a very colorful life. Yes. I would say. Um, the- Another so, hint: He has famous siblings yeah. uh, as well. Yes, so, uh, yeah, and it's one that people. So, people when the book came out, immediately started writing to us. They thought they, I, I, I read this review. I haven't read the book, obviously, but I thought about you guys. Like, please do this, and you know, we we get a lot of those requests at Rift Tracks too, and and we've we've grown. I'm I'm sort of wary of them. You know, I'm wary of the forwarded suggestion for people who haven't seen a movie but have just heard that it's terrible because you need to you need to sort of experience it uh, before you can really judge whether it's good for our taste. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, this has happened many times on Rift Tracks where we will tackle something that people are enthusiastic about in some sort of live setting, and, uh, <laughs> and we put it out there and uh, crickets. Uh, <laughs> where'd all you people cheering go? Right. <laughs> so yeah, we're just a little leery of it. But uh, this one, I don't know, this seems pretty solid ground. It was a, right. a popular book. It was reviewed both, um, you know, well and poorly in major, major publications. Uh, Yeah. I've got some of those pull quotes now. We've, uh, uh, a a phrase that kept coming up in more than one of them was fever dream. Um, something that usually has (laughs) more (laughs) negative than positive connotations. Uh, the, another headline, uh, repellent and stupid on so many levels. Um, (laughs) the New York times called it agonizing and conspicuously unfun. Uh, go on. And Entertainment Weekly uh, called it shrill, <laughs> confounding, and a little hypocritical. Just a little hypocritical. So, um, uh, folks, shrill and <laughs> confounding. Right. Uh, let's uh, reel them in now, Connor. My, let's reel. My favorite one was they called it a 160-page self-own. So, 
that's sort of a more modern uh, internet-y term, but it, it, it gets the point across pretty well, which is, I guess, that this guy, in, in the efforts to to write something that he considered uh, you know, deep and insightful and artistic, sort of just revealed things about himself that, that, uh, that are pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think there's any, any other way to anything else to, to dance around. Uh, you want to tell them what we're going to do? Yes, uh, we're going to do a work by, I, I believe it's first-time author, a long-time movie star, Mr. Sean Penn, the title being Bob Honey Who Do Stuff. Is that Bob, what it is? Bob but, Honey Who Just Do Stuff. Who Just Do Stuff, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so be careful when you buy this book because there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's an enterprising gentleman on Amazon who, has, uh, who is uh, going by the name of Sean S-H-A-W Penn. Uh, S-H-A-W-N pen. And his book is called Bob Honey, Who Just Does Stuff. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what's in it, but it's about 30 pages long. And it has even worse reviews than the uh, than the than the real book, because people bought it thinking it was the real book and uh, got uh, got like a 30 page book probably filled up with, you know, ipsum lorem text, I would guess, which is a pretty good prank. I I, I guess it is. And, and maybe <laughs> Maybe deserving for those people who yes. would be buying the Sean Penn book. I wonder does does Amazon purge things like you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, misspelling uh, Oprah book club selection, <laughs> you know, making up your own book club called I... Oprah with two P's or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think they would and should, but uh, this one seems to have been up there for a while. It reminds me, there used to be a, uh, you know, about six or seven years ago in football, Adrian Peterson on the Minnesota Vikings was, sure. the, yeah. was the top drafted fantasy player overall before he made the uh, made the decision to <laughs> defend um, beating his four-year-old son with a switch. And uh, it sort of went downhill from there. But um, there was another guy named Adrian Peterson who was very far from the uh, the top the top player in, in fantasy football and he even just looked more like a sad sack um, and so it was always a fun prank to put him up in your fantasy draft and some guy would immediately bid $50 for him before realizing he had been duped and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what this guy is doing it's uh there was a, a, a scourge of Bruce Lee movies mm -hmm. with Bruce spelled uh, slightly differently, and <laughs> Lee, many different versions of Lee. L e i g h is probably the hardest one to small. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm excited about this book. It seems like it's uh, it's it's going to be probably different than what we've done because it's someone who's aspiring to art. I would guess he's 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 trying to do the uh, just a, developing his own style of writing. Um, and it's, it caught the attention of a lot of people who were, you know, who blurbed it and such, like he was blurbed on the, on the book cover by, um, you know, Salman Rushdie and, uh, well, Sarah Silverman, Bill Maher. So people, people did, did praise this, but I found that it was often sort of like off muted praise, almost like backhanded. Yeah. It was damning with faint praise. And Sarah Silverman, speaking of, her blurb is a self-own in, in and of itself in a tremendous way. Yes, absolutely. They, uh, I guess I'm, I'm looking at the back cover where they, they abbreviated it because the whole, the whole uh, thing was, I guess, not. Oh, no, it's, it's still on there. C can I read that? It's vulgar. Uh, it's extremely yeah, vulgar. Well, 
I think we are going to be heading into vulgarity in this book. That was yes. one of the reasons I was a little. <laughs> we we won't focus on it, but sure. for for the sake of this, you know, get the kids out of the room and listen to Sarah Silverman's yes. blurb. Okay, so she said. Uh, she said before I started reading, I glanced over the table of contents. The first chapter is called "Seeking Homeostasis in Inherent Hypocrisy." I rolled my eyes and said aloud to no one, "Fuck you," which you know, it's a, it's a very reasonable response. Then I read it, and it turned out it's a goddamn novel for the ages, a straight-up masterwork, more relevant to this very moment than anything I've seen. Tom Robbins, Mark Twain, E.E. E. Cummings, and Billy Bragg all just came in Charles Bukowski's pants. Uh, <laughs> that is my least favorite sentence since, uh, I don't know, since all of the books that we've read right. so far. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's that's sort of what, what sells it, that, that sort of uh, effusive, over-the-top praise, which it can't possibly, you know, live up to any of those, you know, people that it's being compared to. But uh, the other one that I thought was, was good, um, that was sort of a, uh, you know, you get asked to either blurb something. I'm sure you've been asked to blurb stuff that you sort of did as a favor, like we're polite. Um, or like, you know, when you were, when you, when you like, when we wrote those DVD descriptions of movies we hadn't seen, uh, this, this to me smacked of this one. This is, uh, the author of, well, he's the producer of Fight Club and Sons of Anarchy, Art Lunson. Stunningly poetic runs crazy and chaotic. It's clockwork orange world on Adderall. When I finished it, I immediately hugged my dog. That's that's like him turning into blurb and then being like, we need eight more words. He's like, well, <laughs> I really if I say eight more words, I'm going to have to criticize it. Fine. Uh, when I finished it, I immediately hugged my dog. There you go. Full blurb. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. These are somehow worse than the, you know, when comedy books come out and then all the other comedians right. do their blurbs for it. And they're just, you know, terrible jokes. You know, yes. they, they don't actually talk about the content. It's right. Like, while I was reading this, I was flying on an airplane and this was almost as exciting as hitting the ground you know like shut <laughs> yes. up like, <laughs> um, these are worse somehow yeah i agree but uh yeah so he it, it has it has um gotten a lot of comparisons to say uh you know thomas pynchon and hunter s thompson charles bukowski tom robbins all those mark twain um and so we thought it would be a good idea to do an, yet another round of, of calibrating our tastes um, so that we can sort of figure out if we're, um, you know, the target market for this, if we're going to be, you know, in, enjoying it despite um, what we what we like to enjoy in our in our normal lives. So uh, we prepared a list of those things and we're going to. Yeah, because really yeah, this is this is farther off the beaten path than our, you know, anything that we've previously done. Yes, um, it's, it's a completely different genre. And so I think every calibrate your taste that we've done in the past will not touch on anything similar. Right. <laughs> so best to do it again. And then you can decide these bozos don't know what they're talking about or what have you. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's give it a run. Okay. Um, I'll start. Okay. So, uh, someone, someone who was, uh, who was referenced on the back cover. Um, let's, what's your opinion of William S. Burroughs? Not read a word. <laughs> okay. Not a word. But, you know, in general, if you, if someone made oh, you well, go to a it. night of, of, uh, of, uh, security guys at bars uh, performing William S. Burroughs poetry. Would you expect to enjoy it? Well, we, I think we, who was I talking about this the other day where you have an aversion to listening to music, let's say, because you're, this happened to me a lot. Um, friends, older brothers or sisters would listen to something 
And you were like, I never want to listen to that person and band that they love because it's that guy. Uh, know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I've known a lot of people who have suggested William S. Burroughs <laughs> and I've considered the source and said, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> So well, that's why I haven't done it. So I don't really, it's, it's coming from a, a, just, you know, a general sense that I'm going to be disappointed. Well, let me, let me give you just a little taste, a little taste. I, I prepared an audio drop. He, he was a, a guest on, on Tom Waits' album, The Black Writer. So this is, uh, which is an album that, you know, I love Tom Waits and I think I've, I've made it all the way through maybe once in my life. So uh, here's a song, a clip from a, a Taint, Taint No Sin, it's called. Softly moaned, ain't no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got sort of like a uh, almost almost like video game or Looney Tunes soundtrack, and then an old prospector <laughs> warbling yes. over that. Anyway. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm going to maintain uh, no no reason to go there. Okay. Um, I'm fine without it. Are we going to go all at once? Yeah, uh, go okay. ahead. There okay. might be slight crossover, but that's fine. I think I can adjust on the fly. This may have been one I already I already asked you about, but uh, Sean Penn's been in a bunch of uh, his movies, Thin Red Line, Tree of Life, director Terrence Malick. Oh, um, boy, oh, boy. I saw, let's see, I saw The Thin Red Line, and uh, I did not. I did not care for that. Okay. Uh, there okay. were parts of it that I enjoyed. I thought it was, uh, I, you know, the visuals. I, I guess that's that would be damning with faint praise. There, <laughs> occasionally oh. nice to look at, uh, but sure. Uh, yeah. I think that's you know that's part of the part of the Terrence Malick package is that they're they're beautifully shot. But you know, so is cool as ice. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're over two so far. Uh, this is a general one. So we're the 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 title of the book is Bob Honey. Uh, just your 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 opinion of of honey, the 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 sweetening agent produced by bees. <laughs> I, I very nearly asked you the very same question. Oh, <laughs> uh, it didn't make the final cut. Um, yeah, in general, a fan. I I actually have uh, I have several different uh, kinds in my cabinet right really? now from different yeah yeah i have a uh, a buckwheat honey <laughs> which is very very dark and and thick it's almost like molasses and then i have a couple of different uh wildflower honeys so okay. i don't right. i don't turn to them a lot but i in general of course i like honey yeah so that's interesting because i was there was a guy and the san diego ocean beach farmer's market we used to always go there and uh you know check out the samples and he would offer you he had you know 16 different kinds of honey and he had this spiel where he's like this you know this one is clover uh you know th and you know this one's this one's buckwheat love to put that on oatmeal this one's uh you know cac prickly pear cactus that one tastes yeah. great on your uh um goes right with peanut butter and i i was like I bet if you came back here and took notes, it would just change every single week what he was telling you that these various honeys were uh, were, were, were good to pair with. I, there was no way that I – I just was skeptical of the differences between all these types of honey that this guy well, was Well, at least he, he probably didn't go down as far the road as the uh, the wine people do with you know hints of pencil lead and stuff <laughs> like that. I, yes. So give him credit for Boiled restraint. leather. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Uh, so you know, we're, we're doing Bob Honey, but what's your opinion of – Bob Ross. 
Oh, <laughs> I haven't watched him much, but uh, you know, generally sort of a fan. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not an ASMR guy, so uh, I don't sit there for hours uh, feeling all calmed or anything by him. But uh, what, what I've seen, I liked. Okay, I would like to try it at some point in time. I'm a terrible artist, but I'm, I'm, I've seen these pictures of people who, uh, you know, do his episodes and follow along, and they all turned out better than I could imagine mine ever would. Maybe we can do that in Nashville sometime. Make make some happy trees together. I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. up for it. Uh, all right. So what Bob Honey is doing is stuff. So what's uh, what's your take on stuff, the Oreo filling that has sometimes come in double and uh, most recently is coming in uh, a cookie called The Most Stuff, which looks like just an abomination. <laughs> the substance known as stuff, my uh, my opinion of it is a big thumbs down. Wow. I've never been a fan of of Oreos in any shape, any, um, what, however, uh, how many millimeters, uh, flat they are. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't like them now. Hydrox. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> actually have that. I don't actually have that contrary opinion. That would be a good thing for the, uh, for the, uh, bar security guy who's holding a William S Burroughs under his, uh, book under his arm conspicuously to uh, a bold <laughs> yeah. stance for him to take. Yeah, I uh, I had a friend in high school who once told me she was kind of one of these people who would do things like, "Did you know that a Twinkie will survive in a landfill for like sixty five years?" I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. The, it was that the Oreo stuff was just it's just Crisco and sugar, and then they harden it. I'm like, well, I mean, I think everybody kind of knows that anyway. So, <laughs> sure, what it's, you- it's up to you? Yeah, it's not some uh, not some like substance that they've isolated in the uh, in the Amazon that they're they're mining out of there. Right. It's a right. mass produced product on the scale of you know few things in American history. Right. Um, well, all right. So the last one I have is I was going to ask about uh, Chris Penn or or, or Michael Penn. Um, it's John Penn's brothers, but I figured I'd Rome, just go. Romeo and blue jeans or Romeo and black jeans guy. Do you know that song? I looked up his other song that he had as a hit and I, you know, I didn't, I did not know that one either. So I, I'm over two on Michael Penn. Hmm. Although he covered, uh, he covered, uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's reason to believe with Amy Mann, which is a good cover his wife. But oh, right, right. yeah, I was going to ask about, uh, Quaker Oats with William Penn on their, uh, on their label, <laughs> the Quaker Oat company. <laughs> Um, I am not a fan of oats at all until you start dumping buckwheat honey on them by the <laughs> metric ton. Um, oats are for horses. I okay. that's, that's it. All Roll right. them or not. They're still for horses. Steel cut. Oh, it sounds good. Doesn't it? It seems yeah. like, man, steel Something cut is the bold. way to go. Yeah. I'm- yeah. But it just is a more sort of crunchy, repulsive paste. <laughs> Um, all right. And this was just one other thing, just to sort of, this is a, uh, it, this could end up being a cell phone, but it's, it's already a cell phone for me. I, uh, I was going to see who, uh, in the past two weeks has made the most exciting purchase. Cause I've, the thing that I have arriving in the mail today, along with this book is, uh, wow, it's going to be hard to top. What do you, what do you got? I have purchased a new pepper mill. Oh, grind, that grinding, is exciting. Grinding pepper, yeah. right? The one that we've used for the past 12 years has been grinding it way too coarse. And I didn't really realize that until I was trying to uh, um, use a torch on like a, a, a cut of steak. And it was like igniting the peppercorns because they were too coarse. 
So uh, you okay. went with steel. You were doing steel cut peppercorns up it until was, this. Yeah, month. it was unfortunate. I, I bought into the hype, but I bought the top recommended one by Serious Eats, the runner up on wire cutter, because uh, ten thousand word articles comparing pepper mills are the uh, are, uh, they're a thing we do now. Is it a Zossen house? Uh, no, it's made in Maine. So that would be an odd name if it was made in Maine. I forget what it's called. Oh. It was they more expensive to, than I thought have, it should be. They used to have the market on that thing, but, uh, <laughs> hmm. so can you top um, that? My, have, you, have you? Yes, I think I can. Um, it requires a little explanation. Oh boy. I, ju- I just bought it. My, uh, we have a, uh, cordless, uh, vacuum cleaner, uh, lithium ion one that my wife, she doesn't know how to quite i mean she's not here to defend herself let me just say it nicely she the parts don't really she when she takes the part she drops it every time okay so it slammed on the floor and then the next time that i used it it was making a high-pitched sound that can only be described as like four million dentist drills going into your brain oh my god it it was working so i was just like well i guess put in earplugs and deal with it (laughs) and then then I looked online and the price of this thing has gone up. So I'm like, I don't know, it works. But then I went on eBay and I bought the uh, the engine for it. So I'm going to do a full swap out <laughs> of my vacuum cleaner <laughs> just to eliminate the uh, dentist drill noises. Well, that should so that's, that's pretty good, huh? Just stave off a trip to the rope store for another day, I suppose, <laughs> exactly. that little fun project. Ah, fresh hope. Here it comes. <laughs> Honey, it's almost here. I'm watching the truck coming down the road towards us. <laughs> the motor is here. Um, well, good. That's what I've got for you. Your tastes seem, uh, well, similar similar in line to mine. I'll, I'll have a good Oreo every now and then. Yeah. All right. Well, here you're going to, uh, you're going to get, it's somewhat, well, no, it's not similar material. How about this? The Madonna Sean Penn movie, Shanghai Surprise. Oh, wow. I did not know that that existed. Oh, it was quite, quite famous. I believe they were married. This was their big production. It was hyped to hell and back, and uh, it was much maligned and mocked. I just thought maybe <laughs> maybe you had seen it just because somebody said you can't believe how bad this thing is, but I guess it's not even worth that. So uh, No, my, you know, the, my opinion of it would, of course, be negative, but that's amazing because she made a movie with Guy Ritchie when he was her husband, too, that was like Swept Away, I think, that was also oh, right. one yeah, of those, yeah. you know, the worst movie that's ever existed for about a week or two. Right. <laughs> my, one, um, my one story, my one opinion about Sean Penn that isn't like a insufferable um, sort of humorless dude is a uh, he was he was doing a work in Haiti for my with my friend's organization um, and they were watching the Super Bowl together. And, uh, you know, this is a this is a friend who doesn't rub shoulders with Oscar winners very often. But he said it was a kind of a surreal experience. But they were watching the Super Bowl and just talking, not really paying attention. Then Sean Penn was like, oh, wait a second. Like, I should probably pay attention. Like, this is my this is my ex-wife up there. And he's like, well, you were married to one of these dancers or something? And he's like, no. Madonna is performing the halftime show. (laughs) He's like, all right. Yep. We're on a different level, man. Wow. And so he didn't know that. I guess I, you know, it, it was, it was a while ago. Like it was, and it probably didn't last too long. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, well, him doing work in Haiti is not admissible evidence as we uh, uh, take on his book. So sure, I'm just going to no, have, have the, strike that from your minds. Sure. <laughs> yes. did not hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't smoking, you know, cigars to mask the stench of uh, the bodies he was helping to bury and anything like that. 
All right. Um, this is just a list of authors. Just if assuming you know any of them and are familiar with them, just uh, rattle off your favorites. We don't have to go in depth. Okay. Tom Robbins, Mark Twain, E.E. E. Cummings, Billy Bragg, not an author, but uh, Thomas Pinchon, Hunter S. Thompson, and Charles Bukowski. Okay. Favorites. Um, I, Top two. I, give them to me one more time. Uh, Tom Robbins, Mark Twain, E.E. E. Cummings, Billy Bragg, Thomas Pinchon, Hunter S. Thompson, Charles Bukowski. Okay. I'll say uh, I like um, Tom Robbins. I haven't read him in a long time, but Lauren introduced him to me um, in college. Um, and I like Still Life with Woodpecker. And I like uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, I haven't read him in a while, but um, obviously in, in high school and college, I, I read a lot of him. And uh, Billy Bragg um, made some made some good music with Wilco. They did those two albums of Woody Guthrie covers. That is uh, oh, right, good stuff. Right, right. Um, the other guys, uh, I haven't read. I haven't read too much. Mark Twain. I mean, sure, I have no no hard feeling towards him. Um, the other guys are do seem to me like the uh, if the time in my life when I would have. Um, gotten embarrassingly into them is probably passed. Yeah. Um, I will just reverse that, uh, your list there. I probably only like Mark Twain and E.E. E. Cummings. Huh? Uh, maybe E.E. E. Cummings much so more when I was younger and thought that I was smart in high school right. or whatever. Uh, not so much lately. Right. These uh, okay. Well, you have a good chance of liking this book then you are much more suited to to uh, being on the same wavelength as our author. Perhaps, so, uh, perhaps we will very much see. Uh, <laughs> I think that there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. That's like, you know, you know, was probably instantly dated, like, you know, as soon as it happened in, you know, based on the past couple of years. So I'm guessing that like reading it a, a year after it came out is going to be a, uh, <laughs> is not going to, not going to seem as, as relevant and raw as it was when he was putting it out. Well, we'll see later on when it shows up. I know it's due in today, hopefully, along with my motor. We'll see. Um, <laughs> heroin or severe alcoholism, your your thoughts. When I think of a lot of these authors, I just, you know, the Charles Bukowski sort of maybe not glamorizing it, but uh, any thoughts on heroin or severe alcoholism? Have you tried either? Do you like them? Do you have a negative opinion of them? You know, I haven't I haven't given either one a shot. Um, I haven't really been 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 offered um, you know, the first one that's never really come up, uh, you know, alcohol is readily available, but, uh, you know, <laughs> doing it to the level of the, of some of these guys, uh, seems like it would probably get in the way of, of doing a lot of stuff I enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. like, not, like waking up, not covered in vomit. So right, I'm going right. to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a thumbs down to, to both of them. I don't think I would, uh, I don't think either one would really agree with me. Or the, uh, right. the the lifestyle I've chosen. Uh, more more yeah, power to these guys, but uh, yeah, yeah. You don't strike me as the type. And riff tracks really. I mean, we don't encourage it, but we also don't do the kind of work where they they don't really click. I don't think the heroism and heroin and severe alcoholism and riff tracks don't. <laughs> not a thing. We're not those kind of writers. Yeah, um, I don't know what the uh, what the heroin writing um, really emerges. It, it is amazing how many musicians and stuff did you know produce stuff that was coherent and viable while on while on heroin. But I, uh, you know, right, you also so don't don't immediately you know give it a give it some time and some thought <laughs> and uh, don't immediately dismiss it. Okay. Uh, uh, it reminds me, though, yeah, the lifestyle I was kind of thinking of. There's a uh, Mickey Rourke plays 
I think like Bukowski's, you know, doppelganger in some movie from the 80s. Barfly? Barfly. Yeah, yeah. And there's a scene where some woman, you know, it's a barfly is like hitting him with her purse. And he's like, oh, you got something hot in there. Ow. And he's just, you know, pig drunk. (laughs) That's that's, uh, that seems like when you get to that point in your life, you probably need to self-examine a little bit more. I would say so. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the the guy at O'Brien's or another place that, uh, you know, they're a little too early every day. And um, it doesn't doesn't seem like he's going home to a, uh, you know, a a welcoming, happy existence. (laughs) Right. All right. So uh, now we know that Um, this the author had a small but recurring role on this television show, Friends. Your opinion on Friends? Oh, man. It's been a long time. I don't have a positive opinion of it, I would say. I, I did watch it um, when it, when it first came out because it was on after Seinfeld. But I, I would have to and – and then I was st- – I'm stunned that it's something that people would still – were still watching, you know, 10 years later. But uh, I, I don't think I would enjoy it. I think it was um, – I think it would seem – Pretty sitcommy and uh, and and soap opery now. If I were if I were to watch it, though, I did see a clip I think on on Netflix just on the menu where they were um, sitting around the coffee shop um, exchanging witty one liners, and I was I was sort of depressed by how young they looked to me. <laughs> depressed by it, okay. <laughs> well, like the, yeah, yeah, you know, just I don't know. Chandler was I don't know. They are probably in that in that show's universe um, many years younger than I am. So it was a it was just sort of eye opening. I, yeah, I understand that. Uh, any opinion on the paparazzi? You think they're doing good work? You think they're doing bad work? Do you think they deserve any kind of treatment? Um, your thoughts? Uh, well, obviously they're 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 giving society something that society as a whole craves. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, need to know uh, the opinion of someone who just landed at LAX on the. Uh, on the latest, uh, you know, Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson drama, but, um, it, they do have some pretty nasty as- aspects to their existence. You know, I remember when B- Britney Spears was going through her rough spe- patch about 10 years ago. And that was, you know, her like, you know, dating the paparazzi from Stockholm syndrome and like banging on their windows with a umbrella. And so I think that's about as ugly as it can get. But, um, I, I know why you're asking too, um, is cause Sean Penn punched a guy, um, way back in the day, which I know from Bloom County, um, he right. punched, punched he, Steve Dallas one time, <laughs> and he recently, um, I mean, relatively recently compared. I think a decade after the first thing, he kicked uh, a guy in a parking <laughs> lot as well. So. And, you know, I can probably, you know, uh, you probably would side with Sean Penn on that. I mean, most people don't lose their temper, but like if some guy's sticking a camera in your face as you're trying to go get like double stuff Oreos at the store after a hard day, it's you know, it's it's more understandable than uh, it, it probably should happen more often. So yeah, yeah thumbs down to the paparazzi. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of over that opinion too. It's got to get irritating. You can't always be on your guard. I'm not for uh, punching people in the face generally, <laughs> but still, yeah. Uh, all right, finally, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Ha! Huh. His magnum opus. I think we can all agree. Sure. And like, unless you're the, a big, I am Sam fan, which I, I can't was, imagine is true. <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to remember if he'd done everything, anything else that would be considered like comedic, um, other than like the bit, between two ferns episode he did. Uh, I saw it a long time ago. Um, I've seen moments from it. 
Um, more more <laughs> Have recently, you seen them on AB a- repeat. <laughs> there was a, a trivia night last week. They did a uh, they did a thing of like little gifs of people like you know walking. That was the whole the whole category, and they did the the Phoebe Kate scene, and it looped you know obviously before um, anything actually happened. But uh, it was, I guess, I would have a positive opinion of it based on that. Um, it's a good scene. I gotta, I, I will give him credit. I think that that archetype, the stoner surfer dude probably existed, but he did, you know, he really sort of nailed it and, and, you know, polished it up for mass consumption in a way that was, was pretty good. Sure. So I'm going to give him credit on that one. Yeah. He was getting pitted so pitted before uh, anyone even knew what that was. Exactly. Uh, that's all I got for you. So, um. I think you're pretty you're pretty well suited to go into this book. Sure, yeah. I don't didn't know that he he made a movie with Madonna, but maybe we can uh, maybe we can revisit that if this proves uh, if this proves intriguing to people. I hope it does. I hope this is not a huge gigantic mistake. <laughs> well, it's it's not a super long mistake. That's we, true. We did a, we did a lot of thinking and talking back and forth about this choice, so I think it'll be a, a happy one, and we can always you know spin. Uh, gold out of straw if it's just uh, really repulsive we'll we'll right. go quickly over it and <laughs> right uh, uh, but we'll we'll have fun with it nonetheless yeah and if it's not great then we can blame it on all the people who suggested it so right <laughs> actually trot their names out yeah, and yeah. just have a, have a reading of that sure <laughs> that's how you endear yourself to people uh well, yeah, I don't think that there's uh, there's there's much else to say. We don't have the books in our hands yet, but they will be here later today. So when we when we do that, we can do the first first reading assignment. We'll we'll, we'll post the pages for that. Um, but other than that, I, I think the paperback comes out in just a matter of weeks. So maybe this will uh, maybe our timing will be fortuitous once more in terms of uh, getting getting eyes on this. Yep. And in the meantime, um, Connor and I will be vacuuming up our two large ground pepper and <laughs> uh, and waiting for. Uh, brighter days to come yes so, uh, please please <laughs> thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you soon on 372 pages we'll never get back <laughs> <laughs>